you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work to design your systems. You got to sit down and read the information. You got to spend time and money implementing these things in your life. You got to get into the gym yourself. You got to take these supplements. You got to try out the equipment that you're trying to buy. You really got to hone your craft. Hello, everyone. It's Jordan Boxer, your host of Leaders in Sport, a podcast brought to you by Designs for Sport, which is an industry-leading supplement company with all NSF for Sport supplements and education gear to help elevate the industry and support fit pros. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Leaders in Sport. I am your host, Jordan Boxer, and today I met with the OG uh, Ryan Darrow. So for those of you who don't know Ryan, he's one of our original sports nutrition specialists at Designs for Sport. Um, but we're going to find out today a little bit more about his history and how he's actually been in this space a lot longer um, than I originally thought when we first met. So I'll hand it over to you, Ryan. Thank you very much for coming. What's happening, everybody? Appreciate you taking the time to listen to Jordan and I today and hopefully find some good value out of this. Perfect. So... I know a little bit about your origin story. I'm wondering how comfortable you are sharing some of it because it's pretty cool. Um, when did you start actually working in the fitness health space? I've worked in fitness and nutrition for the last three decades, you know, right out of school, became a personal trainer, started training clients, getting really good results, and then saw value in managing clubs and the opportunities that came out of that. I grew up in Las Vegas and managed some fitness resorts out there, and, and then I had an opportunity to go to Asia, and I opened World Gym out in Taiwan, learned to speak a little bit of Mandarin, actually a lot of Mandarin, <laughs> as about, what, 20 years ago, I still speak pretty fluent mandarin so um it's all good you know and i went out there and opened world gym and did the first five clubs and they got like a hundred now so we did really well and created the university out there and then i came back to the states and realized it was going to be really hard for me to make that kind of money without an education so i went and finished my bachelor's degree got my mba started a, a company or two and sold both of them actually, and then moved on and made, had an opportunity I found with Designs for Health, and, and my life has just been absolutely changed ever since. I've been with the company for 10 years, and, and I, I'm just so blessed and grateful to be a part of this. So how did that opportunity with uh, World Gym present itself? Because that's a pretty, so you, sorry, as a trainer, you're living in Vegas, um, you're going and you're opening up some clubs there, and then you decide to transport yourself literally across the world. But how did you even get access to that opportunity? Yeah, great question. I mean, there were there were a couple of guys, you know, John Caraccio, who was a American in China, and he he was a finance guy, and he funded the whole thing. And you know, a guy that he met, Ron Thatcher, rest in peace. Ron Thatcher passed away a while ago, and uh, Ron you know, they, they started the first club together out in Taiwan and they had some issues getting it going. Ron happened to come into, into Las Vegas for a while where they were trying to get all of his, uh, you know, citizenship and passport stuff all lined sort up. Sort of for Taiwan. Stuff. Yeah. So he had to come back here because they were having problems with the first gym and getting everything taken care of. So he came back to the States and I was managing this fitness resort in, in Las Vegas in Green Valley. And he came and he worked there for a few months 
and you know I I was the top person there and he came in and I was learning from him and 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 I was really curious and and what he was doing even though I was the top person and he decided that I was they interviewed a bunch of people to come and help him open the next clubs and and I was the guy that they that he took out there and the three of us just went crazy and we just lit up the whole country did you have any resistance or worry about going out or the second the opportunity presented itself did you just jump on it I don't really live in fear like that, man. I don't think I ever have in my life, and I'm always looking for the next great opportunity, and uh, this this was it. So I, I, there was no trepidation whatsoever. I was so excited all the way through. That's pretty cool. You know, I was over there for several years. How, and how old were you when you went? I was in my late 20s. This was in 2004 to 2007, and I was in, um, I'm almost 50 now, so this was in my early, in my late 20s, I went and just built this, what's now a, a huge, huge operation, and they're getting ready to IPO. Really? Yep. World Gym over there, that, World Gym is a franchise system. They're like the largest gym chain in, in the world with how many locations they have. They're like in the top three, but it, it, it's a franchise, and they do really well over there. What's the culture like in um, Asia around fitness compared to over here in North America? It, it's funny. They are about, they were at the time I was over there about 20 to 30 years <clears throat> a little behind. So when I was over there in the early 2000s, it felt like 80s fitness in America, the way that group fitness was really important. Um, you know, the culture over there is when you're slow to new things, but then when people start jumping on, the whole community jumps on. And then if you can get through the first year or so of a new, a, a new, uh, you know, venture, venture, yeah. yeah, then everybody gets on board and you you grow like crazy. And, and that's what happened to us when you have a good product, especially anything from America, you know, they, they love us over there and we have great relations with them and the people are so kind and the food's amazing. And I, I really miss the food, man, and the people and <laughs> my friends over there. Like it's just been, yeah. What was the, what was your favorite dish? I always watch anime. I know Taiwan's not Japan, but like <laughs> the way they, um, the way they show, like, the ramen and the sushi mm -hmm. and everything, like, you get really hungry watching their cartoons. Yeah. Like, Nyo Mian is a beef noodle soup, and uh, Ji Rogan Fan is turkey and rice. I miss all those dishes. Zima Mian is, you know, like, this. the food, yeah, is un. I got to say, when you, the first time I witnessed you speak Mandarin out of nowhere, it tripped me out. <laughs> Tell us. Well, I can't remember where we were. I think we were in, I think we were at the CSCCA. And you randomly said that you did. I'm like, there's no way that you did. And then you started like just rattling everything off. We were in, um, I think we were in Oklahoma. That was about a year ago. It trips people out when I have full conversations with Chinese folks. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think one thing I definitely wanted to highlight with you is um, you've sort of been this extremely passionate person around health, wellness, um, you were working as a sales rep over at DFH for about, what, seven, eight years before you came over to help out DFS. And you brought a lot of that knowledge into the space. And I'm noticing um, you get a lot of care and excitement about working closely with these strength coaches. So what's like some of the things you've noticed? Because you deal with a lot of high-end strength coaches who are part of a lot of big teams. Um, you work closely with them. A lot of them speak nothing but highly about you every time we... We meet them in person. They call you the man. Everyone's like, Ryan's the guy. So what have you noticed around like some common characteristics with these um, 
high-end strength coaches, people part of these big organizations, managing a team, managing the strength and conditioning of a team that could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars, hundred million dollars of assets, or a big NCAA team. Like, what's what's some things that you see as similar between these people? You know, both strength coaches and, and dietitians, right? We work quite mm-hmm. a bit with both of them in these organizations, and they're very passionate about what they do, you know? Um, some of the other characteristics they have in common is they got a lot to do, man. Their schedule is packed, and it can be thrown off at any given time if a recruit comes through or they got to talk to a booster. I mean, their schedules... Uh, there's a lot of unpredictability. They can be thrown into meetings in an instant. So they need things to be simple. They need it to be frictionless. They need it to work. Mm-hmm. And when we have opportunity to educate and, and you know, they're, they're, they also operate on a, on a different scale of, of knowledge. You know, we work with, you know, new strength coaches and some that have been around for a long time. And, you know, something I think that really sets designs for sport apart is, is really is is our desire to educate you know both athletes but but also the coaches and dietitians i mean you know you guys a lot of times in sports the performance pros get overlooked in terms of the needs that they have to be well and healthy and strong and we care about all that we're not trying to step over these folks to get to their athletes like we genuinely care because we come from this functional medicine um you know health world and I've brought my passion over from working with doctors for the last decade. And I, I really enjoy teaching doctors how to treat their patients with medical-grade nutrition. And I enjoy helping strength coaches and dietitians figure out stacks and protocols that both suits not only the needs of their athletes, mm-hmm. but how they're going to get adherence to their programs. Because a lot of it has to do with what you can get these kids to take. So they're always looking for ways to simplify. How can you guys make our lives easier so that I can get back on doing to the next thing. And and I think we've, we're trying to produce ways to make their lives easier and provide the best quality stuff that's really going to hit. Yeah, and I think it, it shows, like everyone I speak to that works with you feels your, like, deep, genuine care about supporting them. Um, but I'm thinking, like, let's say if we're a new strength coach listening to this podcast, like, you've – you know, we all know that Napoleon Hill, everyone's like, oh, that's the best book. Um, what was it called? Not Law of Attraction. What's his main book? Think and Grow Rich, where he catalogs like all these billionaire, millionaire types and says the common characteristics. You almost have the Think and Grow Rich of like the high end strength coaching world because you've dealt with all these like experts in strength and conditioning. So is there any like characteristics you see amongst like, you know, oh, this guy's that strength coach at this school, you know, this guy's that strength coach for this team. You've interacted with them. Is there any wisdom you can impart for new strength coaches that you've seen in these sort of veterans of the industry? Absolutely, man. And the answer is grow a pair. Like, <laughs> seriously, it's about knowing what you need to get that 1% better and to make your team better. You were hired to make a difference. And you got to find a good balance between being a yes man and getting what you need to get the results that you were hired to do. So a lot of strength coaches, it seems like they lack that mental shift. They're happy to be there. And they, they need to make this mental transition into knowing and building their repertoire of the things that they believe in that they're willing to die for. And they're willing to ask the administration, I need to spend money on these things. So I think the biggest thing between new coaches and dietitians 
and the seasoned veterans is they have a system in place and they know how to ask for the money that they need to execute those plans. And I think this is, you know, something that is um, common amongst almost any sort of role, this idea of like asking for what you need. Because you as a, you know, I've, I've seen you in your role and you definitely are, have no fear in asking what you need for your clients to have success with their clients. Like I've seen you push the boundary a lot. Um, what advice do you give to someone who let's say is at that starting phase and they have a little bit of fear around pushing the boundary? How can you do it in a way or how do you get them in the right mindset that they can start thinking that way? Cause I think when you've been a veteran, um, and you've been in the space a long time, you sort of gain that confidence, but we often forget what it's like to be that new strength coach or that new trainer or that new dietitian. Um, you know, we were, we were talking to someone a couple of weeks ago who was a new dietitian and, um, hearing like navigating the environment of being in this structure. So how can, like, what are some first steps for people who are in that intro phase to getting into, as you say, growing a pear phase or whatever, <laughs> whatever way you referenced it, but how would you, um, shift their mind to being more like that? I think the answer is actually way more simple than one might realize. And the answer is, like with anything, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work to design your systems. You got to sit down and read the information. You got to spend time and money implementing these things in your life. You got to get into the gym yourself. You got to take these supplements. You got to try out the equipment that you're trying to buy. You really got to hone your craft. You know, when we go to school, we get a limited amount of information. Doctors, when they go to school, they don't learn nothing about supplements, nutrition, lifestyle medicine. It's all post-education courses. You got to invest in yourself. You got to go out and learn. You got to come to events like the one we're doing April 20th to the 22nd in, in Connecticut, where you come and you learn and you train and you get filled up and you walk away inspired. You got to find ways to get inspired because then when you get inspired, then you take that inspiration and you have the confidence to ask for what you want because you've built a testimony around it. So when you get on our supplements and you feel like a king or a queen taking them, you're going to know you want your players to be on it, and there's no taking no for an answer. Mm -hmm. So it comes through putting in the work and investing in yourself like anything in life. Yeah, that's something that's come up a lot on this podcast so far. I know it's in its infancy, but what I've noticed with everyone we've brought on who's um, a high performer, successful at what they do, is this idea of, like, I call it the the white belt mindset from, like, my martial arts days. So the idea is you go in as a student all the time. And it's like you, you carry that knowledge you have, but you're willing to always like observe and learn. And that helps you evolve your craft, whatever it is. I've noticed it with you. Like you're always sort of a student. You're always reading a book or, or think, listening to a podcast or you really care about what your clients educate you on. Like you absorb it like a sponge. And I've seen in, in the two years that we've sort of worked a little closely together, like how you've evolved. Um, and with the strength coaches that we deal with and the dietitians that we deal with, it's the same thing. It's like, and the athlete, like a lot of athletes that I've been able to interact with, it's like they're always trying to get that 1% better. So they're trying to absorb as much information as possible. L let me put a timestamp on what you just said right here. Right now, we're at the final four in Houston. We were training the other day, 
in uh, Houston basketball gym with the LSU basketball coach. And, you know, I was letting him train me and, and show me. And you have to be humble. You have to be willing to learn. I mean, I, I've learned from these doctors over the last decade. I've been learning from these strength coaches and dietitians over the last two years. Like, we all got to be willing to learn from each other and humble ourselves and and continually be be that be that be that hung that uh, hung have that hunger. Mm-hmm. And even going back to your past, like you, you know, Look, you bro, got your you MBA. Don't learn Mandarin easy. You can't <laughs> read it. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it took dedication. Yeah, I know. And and maybe we'll get you to speak some Mandarin here. But um, What does that mean? It means what do you want me to say? <laughs> you got Ryan. Really say what you got. You got your little list here. I want you to say it. No, You've been I was practicing. Thinking like what you not not really. I mean like like uh, you know uh, we're designs for sport and we make the you know like like if I was gonna say we're designs for sport and we make the best supplements. Woman should designs for sport. Woman jutsu way how to way sheng su way sheng su means vitamins. Mm-hmm. So. We make the best vitamins. But just having regular conversations with people is a lot easier sometimes, you know, anyways. Well, this is what I love so much about this podcast is like everyone has such an interesting story. Mm. No one looking at you on the surface would think you went and built world gyms in Taiwan. Like it just wouldn't come to your mind. And that's good. Yeah, I assuming it's something that I've been sort of reworking in my life is like everyone has a story everyone has experience everyone's done crazy things everyone's in my life it seems to be like i'm just surrounded by them more and more they've taken risks um and i think this is one of the main reasons i really wanted you on here is like designs for sport team not not to say anything bad about other teams but it's like we've wanted to attract really interesting talent and um you know, you've been in the fitness industry for 20 years, which I had no idea before you told me. Like, I never would have thought that, <laughs> except for how I see yourself handy. You, the one thing I got to give you credit, like we were at uh, Clemson, remember, in that workout. You've always been able to push yourself through. You, like, don't train, and then you come to these these gyms, and you, like, train really hard. And you, like, you finish every workout, and you push through it. It's 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 cool to watch. You know, you, you've built an amazing thing that we're doing here at Designs for Sport, and, and I appreciate being a part of it with you, Jordan. Um, you know, for these coaches, dietitians, anyone that's listening in, if you're really unsure about your own regimen, you have some health goals. I know you guys have stressful schedules. You travel a lot. Usually stress and sleep and a variety of things going on. Please know, reach out to me. We'll get on a little consult and get you dialed up with the best stuff. I'm going to take care of you. We want to take care of you at Designs for Sport. The stuff on your athletes will come later. Like we just, we just want to build relationships with you guys. And it doesn't matter whether you're a intern, GA, assistant, a director. Like it's all the same. Your people and and we want to just build build this industry up together. Well, and you can't. I don't want this to sound like a sales pitch, but like you can't fake the energy and effort you've been able to put in to helping people. And again, the reason why everyone says it, Ryan's the guy, Ryan's the guy, Ryan's the guy. Like I hear it every time we go somewhere, oh, Ryan's the guy, Ryan's the dude, Ryan's the guy. And it's because you actually do have a true passion for this. Um, And something that's common sort of everywhere, like the mechanic with a shitty car, the cobbler with no shoes, uh, when you're a strength coach or a dietitian and you're giving all your energy and effort to these athletes, it's like it's easy to forget about yourself. And 
you coming in and really wanting to support the health and the wellness and um, the lives of these people that you're working with is it's not going unnoticed and you can see it like people really respect and are, I think have a big amount of gratitude for what you're doing. I think you're right. And it's paid off and I'm going to just keep doing that because it's working. Yeah. And you're creating more than just like, it's not just about a dollar. It's like, it, it's the, it hit me. I don't know if this has ever hit you. So I, I worked for DFH. I, I was a rep for DFH Canada for years. And the amount of like, when we work with doctors and we help with protocols, it's like they all help a hundred people. And then when you think about it, you're dealing with like 500 pe doctors. It's like, wait, I've sort of helped five fifty thousand people because we'll bring education or we'll bring speakers, or we'll host events. And it, it, does that ever hit you? Like the effect of like what we actually do? Cause you know, it's not that we're here got, telling the doctors exactly what to do, but we're a resource, or, you know, with doctors, strength coach, dietitians, they might have questions. We'll go help research. Um, we try to bring the right educators, like when we do our master classes here. And it just sometimes hits me like thousands of people we've been able to help influence through this network that we work with. It's amazing. Like when you hear feedback at times, like, you know, a patient was able to get pregnant and they've been trying for years or someone got off of their mm -hmm. autoimmune medicine or whatever, you know, or their hormone replacement. And you played a part in that. It it's it's powerful. It, it's exciting to be to know that what you do makes a difference. Right. And that, you know. Yeah. It like I, I, I remember I had this business I wanted to start called Migraine Rescue. And I went really heavy into like, cause I had migraines. They, they brutalized me. Like every other day I'd wake up like half blind or, you know, like this sparkly vision, my mood was down, no energy, all this stuff. And I found a lot of relief through natural cures. Like I was personally using like curcumin or I was using, um, mag glycinate, mag three and eight. Like I was taking these protocols and then I started sharing them with other migraine sufferers and I guess because I can relate to it. It was like, I still remember that first person who's like, I haven't had an ocular migraine in like two months or a doctor or, or even, you know, a lot of strength coach and dietitians like migraines are common. It's like, yeah, their performance goes up or they don't, they don't deal with pain. And you sit and actually feel what that is. It's like, it, it, it trips me out. It's, I'm very grateful to be in this space because it, there's, a, it, it's more than just about making money for me in this, in this field. It's more about like the impact that, we can have. Yeah. And I mean, take the doctors that we've helped personally. I have a doctor friend of mine that struggles with, um, essential tremors and that's a really hard thing to get rid of. And mm. we've been working on a protocol for two and a half years and, uh, he's doing tremendous work helping these, uh, is that a pun? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> he's doing great work though. And it's great to be a part of that and helping people with some severe conditions. Um, on the, on the performance side, you know, Jordan, you know, we're different designs for sport. You know, we're, we've been around for 30 plus years, but in the sports space, we've had our sports brand for the last two years, right? We, uh, we officially came up with the idea, um, November, 2019, the idea. And then we got the go ahead to actually build it January, 2020, then COVID hit. So there was, you know, that we got to build it during that period, but I don't think we actually physically had product until 
February, March, 2021. So we're, we're basically two years in now. Two years in, and we already work with over 200 pro and collegiate teams in U.S. and Canada, multiple countries, the sports line in two years, and a tremendous amount of high-performance facilities mm -hmm. around North America in two years, all backdooring it with no, no marketing budget, no sponsorship budget, and it's all come from referral because of the network that you've built up with, you know, Charles so long ago and the, and the love and the community that's come out of what we've been doing. It almost feels like we've backdoored all of this without any fancy budgets, just helping people and getting referrals. And it's just grown like crazy. Yeah. It there's like, I think what's really crucial is like, there's a real passion in the team. Um, I have a big passion towards this. Like, you know, you mentioned Charles, like Charles was a very close mentor of mine and, um, I got to know him pretty well, uh, in his later years. Like I, I would sort of pick him up from the airport every time he came in Toronto, we'd hang out for whatever reason he took a liking to me. Um, and I would get to learn from him and see, and I, I gained a huge, cause before I met Charles, I was really dealing mostly with naturopaths and Kairos and in Canada. And I knew the odd strength coach, but when I met Charles and I saw like, you know, this idea hit me where like strength coaches, dietitians, these people that we work with that see people on a regular basis, they're really becoming the GPs of natural health. And there's like the performance side that we talk about in the teams where it's like, I remember that first time I went to University of Florida with Preston and I was like, how hard is it to manage 13 guys? Like, that's his job, like 13 guys or 12, whatever's on a basketball team. And I saw, like, he was there from, like, 5.36 in the morning till 6 o'clock, six days a week. Every day in and out with writing their workouts, figuring out the best plan, noticing, you know, what's happening with the athlete, modifying things, helping with their diet and nutrition, thinking about the supplements, what treatment to get them. Like, he had such an obsession with getting these 13 athletes into the best possible physical condition. Or then when I started, you know, venturing out and, and meeting a lot of these um, strength coaches who own their facility, and it's like the amount of care they have for their clients that walk in and see them four times a week. And um, I started to develop a huge passion for it. And I love that you see me in the gym. I love training, you know, even though it doesn't look like it. I love training. You look great. Yeah, it definitely does. I, I love training. You know, Char it's because Charles... You're a melting candle plays in my head all the time. Um, Never good enough, eh? <laughs> but that's where this idea of design support came from is like most companies in this space are concerned about making money, which every company is. But they're either like a direct to retail company where all they care about is the retail sale and they might partner with an athlete to get like this broad exposure. Um, but the idea for designs for sport and it's something that you know, I still remember the, the initial conversation. I had the idea while I was in the shower. Um, and then I spoke about it with Charles and we were sitting at, um, we were sitting at a restaurant in Montreal. It's one of the last times I saw him. This idea that no brands really support the strength coach. They don't support the dietitian. They, they work through them and they sell to them, but like we're DFH really, um, had an effect is like Jonathan cared a lot about the practitioner and wanted to support the practitioner and knew 
supporting the practitioner would influence all these people. And with designs for sport, what we were trying to do and what I think like you're doing and you're showing and like Jill's doing and Melissa's doing, and we're all getting together and doing this is like, we're supporting the strength coach. We're supporting the dietitian. We're supporting the personal trainer. That's who we work with. And that's who we want to be an ally to. And through that, we are influencing, you know, the people that they work with. And that can't happen without like a true passion that all of us sort of share. Um, so it, it, it's just, it's cool to see like this idea now spread into like the, this dimension, like in the real world, it's. Yeah. What you said is, is right on with what exactly we're doing. And I, I have countless stories. We're not going to go into a single one of them, countless stories that we've been able to do exactly that. You know, you guys have crazy schedules, 12 hours or, or more a day, six days a week, travel, buses, planes, and really easy to get off your routines and really easy to not eat right and not sleep right. Look, it's up to you to take care of your health. And if you're not, you got to be about your business and that's on you. And, and I would love to help. I'd love to help you get into a mental space where you feel good and charged from the inside out. You know, I think one thing that we... No, athletes are typically notorious for not liking to eat right and not liking to take supplements like they're raw specimens right and unfortunately it's a learning process and our dietitian and strength coach friends are the ones that mentor them through this growing up process our good friend alan bishops like to say the most important thing with these kids is that his kids is to teach them to eat like grown men i mean that's where it really starts with with every athlete i like to consider myself a food the food first supplement guy if if i was ever to have like a persona I, that's who i because look i am food first but food is only for macros. You're, I'm sorry, guys, you're not getting micronutrients from your food. All of our food, it's, it's fake and it's made with, you know, fertilizer instead of minerals and nutrients in the soil. So we're not getting them the nutrients, the minerals and vitamins, even from the best vegetarian and meat diet. You have to supplement. Yeah, you know, that's actually... I don't know if I ever told you why I got into this space. So I had some personal health challenges, but one of the main things is I was working, sorry, I was in school for environmental science. That was my degree. And I actually thought that I was going to be an environmental lawyer. And I didn't know yet at the time, if I'm being honest, if I was going to defend big oil or fight against them. I just was like, oh, I can be an environmental lawyer. It's important. Or I want to work in alternative energy security. So I wanted to like raise funds for like wind you know, wind, um, uh, solar, whatever was coming out, like that was the passion. And I'm sitting in one of my first classes and it was all about soil and soil quality. And I wish I had this book cause I, it's ingrained in my psyche, but we looked, I was in school in 2004. We looked at soil from 1972 versus soil from 2002 in Ontario, Canada, which is one of the, they had one of the most rich fertile areas, like a little bit North of Toronto. So if you look at the soil difference and the nutrient difference between the two soils in 1972 or sorry, in 2002, there was a great reduction in zinc, magnesium and selenium. There was almost none of the nutrients showing up in the soil. And then what I realized later getting into the space, it's like you look at magnesium, it's responsible for 300 different interactions in the body a lot for like, um, nervous system regulation and, and like, um, you know, even your, even muscle quality, like all these different things, anxiety, like gone zinc, 
You look at testosterone rates, they're plummeting. You look at zinc levels, they're low. Immune system, all these different things that zinc's good for, it's not in the soil. Selenium, thyroid relation. And it hit me later, like, even, you know, obviously I'm biased because I work with a supplement company. I take 40 pills a day. I'm, I'm a big believer in it. But you're right, like, eating the proper diet, it, it's... It's unfortunate. And when you, you always hear stories like, oh, I went to Central America. I went to Europe. I ate all the food. I ate whatever I wanted. I leaned out. I felt good. But then you come back to North America and you can eat the perfect diet and your body bloats up. Or it's like, I don't know what it is. And, you know, we're legally not saying anything here. I have no idea. But um, I do notice what, yeah, it's totally true what you're saying. Like food first nutrition is good for the macros, but and unfortunately, this isn't something that's open for debate in a performance situation. Sure, in a lot of cases, schools with budgets will do tests. They'll do hydration tests. They'll do lab tests and check for different markers. But the reality is, is like, we need these nutrients, guys. Your athletes need these nutrients. This isn't time to debate over what the uh, published studies, you know, show. Because studies... Well, studies are good, but... I get what you're saying. It's like sometimes we just need to, um, you know, I, when I was younger, it was the Flintstone multivitamin. That was the thing to cover all your bases. And, you know, you and I think Alan really helped drive this, Alan Bishop, was this idea of the power pack. And it was creating like a one-a-day simple solution. And for any of the coaches who use the power pack, and I know we have a bunch of you using it, like Ryan really drove this idea because he observed like what you guys deal with you know, from the dietitian and strength coach side of like, we got 13 guys, we got 60 guys, we got 13 girls, we have this team. And it's like, how do we get them all to take supplements? And working with Alan and a few other people, you, you sort of propose this idea of like, okay, we need something that's a multivitamin, a fish oil, a mag and a vitamin D to cover all the bases. And you were able to, you know, convince us pretty quickly to, to come out with it. And it's been such a hit because it's like, you take all that guesswork out for the foundations. It's like, here's your pill pack for the foundations. You have 60 people on a team. Imagine, you know, we looked at what the dietitians and strength coaches are doing, like making the individual pill bottles and like, you know, spending all this time. It's like, here you go. I know I got your basis covered and we can add some individualized aspects later, but, um, yeah. So what, how have people been react? Cause like, I know you were a big pusher of that <laughs> to get it done. How have people been reacting since we released it because we only released it like two and a half months ago. It's It's been amazing. We had a team that tested, a football team that tested it this year, and they just secured a budget to do 600 boxes of it for everybody next season. They had... They, they had the, an amazing, the best season they've ever had in their entire history. Um, not that for claim purposes, we're not saying it's the supplements. So they were able to get more of a budget. Yeah. And one of the things they wanted to spend their money on was making sure that they had these power packs. So um, it's quite an amazing, because what happens is, you know, you get these coaches and dietitians who they want to bring on all these supplements, but then you're dealing with all these bottles and cups and drawers and and it becomes added added work and getting your athlete to adhere to taking everything in the cup. Like what we've been trying to do is to make your lives easier, guys, right? So in an effort, what what happened was this is so outside of food, protein, and electrolytes, the most important supplements that it seems everybody keeps coming and asking for is what Ryan likes to call the power five of sports foundational supplements. Multi, omega, magnesium, 
zinc, and vitamin D. Time and time again, everybody wants the same thing. So to make lives easier, we decided, and it was an investment, to make the first that I've ever seen an NSF sports certified packet. Nobody else has it. There was one other one, but it wasn't, I I still remember I was speaking to a dietitian, I I won't name her name, and she was like, because it all sort of hit at the same time. You were pushing for the pack, then I was speaking to a dietitian, she's like, there's this one, and it's just not, like, the, the pack is convenient, but it's just not giving me the nutrients I need. So we sat, like, it sounds simple, but we sat for, like, three months, like, going over. We, we know we can only fit five or six pills in a pack, and, and we don't want to overload it. And it was, like, what are going to be the most impactful? We asked strength coaches, we asked dietitians, we did, you know, a bunch of work. And then you sort of, we spearheaded this thing together. We came out with this, what you just said, like, the two malty, the two fish oil or omega uh, the one magnesium, the one vitamin D, and it's all sort of there. It's like the power five, which is a play on name for sport, but like we called it the power pack. We got rid of the five. Um, I think we consulted probably at least three dozen coaches and dietitians mm-hmm. on what levels of vitamin D and what levels of magnesium and things like that we should put in the pack. Mm-hmm. And we created a fantastic dosing where everyone's going to do really good on one pack, but it can also be taken as a two a day if you need to get more fit, more omegas, or you want more of some of the others. It's dosed perfectly for that good upper limit if you do two a day, but everyone's going to feel really good on the one a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's been good. So, you know, that, that also was cool to see, like that was one of our first products that we listened to the, we listened to what our clients wanted and we were able to get it done in a pretty, um, expedited fashion. It didn't take us years of, you know, R and D we, we listened and we got it done the best we could. And it's great and people love it and it's growing like wildfire. So, you know, if you started with the power packs and the collagen, that would be my advice as a foundation power packs and collagen Take a look at the protein and electrolytes that you're using, and then from there we'll address the sleep of you and your players. And there's a fantastic product called, uh, you know, um, NeuroComplex that has magnesium L3 and 8. That which uh, we're renaming to uh, NeuroMag Sport. And that product right there for sleep is, especially on the road when you have access to your kids for dinner. You know, you give it to them in the evening, and they won't be up all night in the hotel on their phones, and they'll sleep good and they'll feel refreshed the next day like coach dietitian if you're out there listening hit me up let's get you on some stacks and get you feeling good and i'll put my money where my mouth is and i'll even send you some samples and we'll get you dialed in you're like your energy like guys this is not fake like ryan's non-stop go 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 like it sounds like a constant sales pitch but it's not like you you truly i don't so it's funny, like I started coaching some people and I talk about this like thing in my method. It's like, you have to be ecstatic about life. And you're, I don't know if I told you, you're like one of the main, so like, it's called the Hardy method, like heart focus, ecstatic, action-based, resilient, truthful, youthful. That's the method. And like for the ecstatic part, it's Ryan. <laughs> Cause I've never seen someone so ecstatic about supplements, getting, you know, covering the foundation, living and breathing the lifestyle. Like you just have this like energy um, and I, and I think that's why so many of these pros are like, or, or we call them fit pros, like for the dietitians and strength coaches resonate with you is like, they have that same enthusiasm for what they do. Like you're in it with them. Like you you really view them as like, you're part of their team trying to help their team get results. And it's, you know, I know you're not a big sports fan, but seeing how much you care about the teams that we work with, like 
you you really get in it and you work with them and it's like you you follow and you're you're sort of like viewed as this like person on the side but also part of the team i love these people man they're <laughs> my they're my friends so many of them have become my friends and you know i love watching them get better and and that that ecstatic energy comes from getting results and when you when you have something when you have a talent or gift and you know god bless me with gifts uh, you know, this, this energy doesn't come from caffeine or Adderall or nothing like that, bro. Like, this is me. I think I've seen you have one. No, you, you're starting to have a little bit. I've, I've influenced you. You're up to one espresso a day. Not a day. Like, just when I'm with you. <laughs> okay. I don't want you to drink alone. Yeah, I, thanks. Speaking of drinking, I, don't, I haven't had a drink in 10 years. Yeah. So, is, yeah. no alcohol, no coffee. Like, this is just me, right? And um, when I watch these coaches and dietitians that are now my friends feel better, like my man Steve Engelhart out in at Colorado, strength coach, and Steve, my Ostim buddy, let's go. <laughs> you know, and I see these things change people's lives, and how could you not want to bring that to, to others, right? And that's just where I'm stuck right now in life is I see these people need help and I see them struggling with the pressure that they're put under and I can't help but feel like I got something that can help them with it and, uh, and that's what I'm going to do. I like it. And I think that's actually probably a pretty great end to the first episode with you. Yeah. Um, so you don't have social media. No, I don't, so, I, don't, I don't use that stuff, man. Yeah, you so, can find me on LinkedIn. That's about okay. it or my cell. So Ryan Darrow, D-A-R-R-O-W, yep. D-A-R-R-O. Um, yeah, you, you can call me whatever you want. It's Ryan Darrow. I've known Jordan for a decade. I still let him call me Ryan Darrow. It's Darrow, okay. I love sorry. him so much. I apologize. It's, it's all good. Um, your email at Designs for Sport is? Ryan Darrow at designsforsport.com. Or R Darrow. It's the full name? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I should know that. I guess you're saved in my phone. So at the end of every episode, I like to sort of pull it all together and, and pull some like three, I guess, tidbits that people can take with them. So first, I think, is this idea of like always learning, evolving your craft. Like you've been around these people who are veterans in the field. They have great success. So if you're speaking to a new strength coach, it's like don't stop learning. Um, once you learn your method, like make sure to follow it. Fight for what you know is right. Don't become just a submissive like person. Like you're there for what you do. Trust that you're the expert and fight to get what you need. That's what's going to help promote results. Um, I think what's crucially important is this whole idea of cobbler has no shoes. So like, don't become the cobbler with no shoes. Take care of your health. Take care of yourself. The more you do that, the more you're going to show up for your players. Um, the more res you know results you'll be able to get out. And what would you say is like the third thing? The third thing is absolutely just reach out to me and let me get you dialed in and prove that to you. Okay. I'll, I'll, that's a good one. So um, watch your LinkedIn's going to blow up now. Maybe, maybe we should get you a social media account. Who knows? No, that's all right. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this was another episode of Leader in Sport. If you want to find me, uh, my Instagram's born, B-O-R-N underscore uh, underscore boxer, B-O-K-S-E-R. Uh, you can find me there. Shoot me a DM if you have any questions. Um, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you again for joining us in Leaders in Sport. I'm your host, Jordan Boxer, and we just want to thank you from everyone at Designs for Sport for giving us your time and attention. We hope to continue to bring you episodes that will help 
pique your interest and help you elevate your career so we can elevate the industry. Thank you.